You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. This September marks the 50th anniversary of Ferdinand Marcos Sr.'s Declaration of Martial Law. This series, we are calling it The Memory Project, hopes to keep alive the testimonies of thousands of human rights victims under the dictator's military rule. What you're about to hear is from an affidavit attesting to the ordeal and fate of one such victim. It will be read by one Filipino who pledges to never forget. Please listen. Mabuting makinig. I, Juanito B. Granada, single of legal age, Filipino and a resident of Barangay Agub, Solano Nueva Rizcaya, after having been duly sworn in accordance with law, hereby depose and say, I was one of those arrested by elements of the 113th PC-INP Company of Bayombong, Nueva Vizcaya on July 6, 1982, because of my alleged subversive activities. That around 5 o'clock in the afternoon of July 6, 1982, while I was busy attending my last period class at the College of Agricultural Engineering at the Nueva Vizcaya State Institute of the Technology, where I was enrolled as a fifth-year engineering student, I was called by our institute president, Dr. Teodoro Irabagun, to report to his office because he wants to see me. That I immediately reported the office of the president with the permission of my subject teacher. That I arrived at the said office. Dr. Irabagon immediately referred me to two men who were inside this office, whom I came to know later as member of the 113th PC-INP Intelligence Group, that they invited me to go with them to their headquarters located at Cap Dumlao Bayombong, Nueva Vizcaya, because they just want me to answer some questions their chief wanted to know from me. That, innocent of any crime of or wrongdoing that I have done, I went with the military men with the permission of the president. That before going to the camp, I requested the intelligence men to drop me at the guardhouse so that I could be entered in the school lotter. That I went out with them with the permission of the institute's president. That when we arrived at camp, I was immediately brought to the camp headquarters located in front of the 113th PC-INP company headquarters. Where I saw another group of men and women whom were some military elements claimed were also part of the IRS individuals snabbed by the PC men, somewhere in Bayombong and whom I heard were my comrades, that around 8 o'clock in the evening, four PCP-INP personnel, whom I came to know later as Sergeants Canon, Viado, Parungao, and Duden, started conducted a rigid investigation on me. That during the investigation, a short firearm, a 38 caliber pistol, was placed by one of them on my left side while they continuously investigated me regarding my alleged illegal and subversive activities in the school. 
and with Dr. Aurora Parong, our school physician, whom I came to later know as one of those arrested and detained at the PC-INP detention center on the same day, that during this investigation, they kept on forcing me to admit that I am a member of the Kabatang Mahabayan, an alleged underground organization of students, and that I am one of its organizers in the school, to which I vehemently denied but insisted that I am a student leader who is doing my best in fighting for the rights of my fellow students in the school. That when they are not pleased with my statement, they took turns in slapping and poking their 45 caliber and 38 caliber on my face and forehead aside from their continuous threat that if I will not admit that they went, want me to admit and cooperate with them, they will be forced to bring me out of camp at 12 midnight and kill me or that they will kill all members of my family which they kept on repeating during the whole duration of the investigation. That the investigation and mental torture took place up to the wee hours of the morning of July 7, 1982, at around 4 o'clock in the morning. That they could not get any positive response from me, that they allowed me to sleep to get my rest. That after almost an hour of sleep, I was awakened by three sergeants for another round of investigation, to which I was forced to undergo. That during the second round of investigation, I felt I was no longer in my normal thinking because of my mixed feelings of fear to be salvaged because of their continuous torture activities they are inflicted on me. That when I could no longer take in the threats and mental tortures, I was forced to sign a statement admitting all the allegations they are throwing to me. That after that, I was brought to another room for me to meet but I was not able to do it because in the room there are five people who claim to be surrendered members of the New People's Army together with Sergeant Kanon, who kept on pointing on me that I am one of the members of the KM and that I am a subversive. I did not mind it because the first time I felt that I was going to faint because of the rigorous investigation. That this process went on for almost three weeks where I was confined in one room, and always visited by the elements of the PC and some surrenderees, until such time that our presidential commitment order duly signed by the President Marcos arrived, thereby forcing them to transfer me to the detention center together with the group of Doctora Parong. That I was transferred to the main detention center where I could join the group of Doctora Parong. That since then we were charged by the government with the crime of rebellion inciting to sedition. I was detained for almost one year and six months at the PC-INP detention center at Bayumbong, Nuevo Vizcaya. That sometime in August of 1982, we were transferred to Camp Alimanao, the regional headquarters of the PC-INP where we again underwent rigid investigation for almost one week. I was brought back to Bayumbong together with four other companions where we were detained up to the time I was released. After going one year and six days detention in the PCP-INP barracks, that the case filed against me and the rest of my co-prisoners was diminished by court sometime in 1986 due to insufficiency of evidence. I am executing this affidavit to make known the circumstances surrounding my arrest, detention, and torture during the time of Marcos. In lieu, therefore, I hereby affix my signature to the validity and truthfulness of my arrest and detention this day on July 1993 at Santiago, Isabela. Will you also pledge to never forget? And would you like to lend your voice to The Memory Project? Email us at tekateka at pumapodcast.com and we will send you an affidavit that you can record, a testimony you can help keep alive. In the meantime, if you appreciated this episode, please share it with a friend. <laughs>
mabuting makinig, lalo na kung sama-sama tayo. Tulong-tulong tayo to remember and never forget. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 